the UK government backs birth control for squirrels, and one of the most famous murder houses in Massachusetts is up for sale, and a town apologizes for a 430-year-old witchcraft trial. These are the weird stories for Wednesday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. I'm the host, Jonesy, and I'm grateful that you're here. I have three weird stories from everywhere. The UK government backs birth control for squirrels. The UK government is giving some support to a new project that's going to use oral contraceptives to control gray squirrel populations. Environment Minister Lord Goldsmith. Lord Goldsmith is his name. <laughs> Can you imagine your name is Lord Goldsmith? <laughs> I can't believe someone exists and calls themselves Lord Goldsmith, I presume. It's a business card with Lord Goldsmith. I would laugh in your face if you introduced yourself as Lord Goldsmith. <laughs> like, oh, is it Halloween, Lord Goldsmith? Nice to meet you. I'm a wizard. <laughs> Environmental minister, Lord. <laughs> Sorry. Lord Goldsmith says the damage that the squirrels and other invasive species do to the UK's woodlands costs the UK economy 1.8 billion pounds a year. 1.8 billion in squirrel damages. <laughs> How? How are squirrels doing 1.8 billion of damage to the UK economy? What are the squirrels investing in oil? Like, <laughs> what are they doing? How many bags of sunflower seeds are the squirrels eating? 1.8 billion a year. I don't know if I trust you, Lord Goldsmith. I think you're making shit up. Very suspicious of you on the basis of your lofty name. Well, don't fret. The Lord of the Environment has a plan. The Lord of the Squirrels. The bizarre plan is to lure the gray squirrels into feeding boxes only they can access with little pots containing hazelnut spread. These would be spiked with an oral contraceptive. Oh, they're going to put an oral contraceptive in a hazelnut spread. Lord Goldsmith says the damage from squirrels also threatens the effectiveness of government efforts to tackle climate change by planting tens of thousands of acres of new woodlands. So what are the squirrels doing? Destroying trees? I mean, I've lived with squirrels all my life. They don't, they're not like bringing down my environment that I've ever noticed. Uh, the Department of Environment, Food, and Rural Affairs told the BBC News, We hope advances in science can safely help our nature to thrive, including through the humane control of these invasive species. So let me get this straight. The squirrel is a woodland invasive species. I mean, I've always associated squirrels with the woodlands. I, you know, squirrels are, well, I, you know, I associate them with cities too because the cities I live in, they're everywhere. But when, even when I lived in, you know, a, a suburban environment. All I saw squirrels everywhere. They're just everywhere. Uh, I, what? I don't know. They're an invasive species in the UK. You don't have squirrels in the UK? Really? They're an invasive species. Well, in the UK, they even have an organization called the UK Squirrel Accord. And they are uh, partnering with the forestry organization to uh, back this proposal. The UK F Squirrel Accord. You can you imagine working for the UK Squirrel Accord? The jobs that exist, I'm just baffled. It says gray squirrels, which were first introduced from North America. Oh, sorry, UK. Well, you know, you wanted to colonize. <laughs> Here you go. Here's some squirrels. 
They were introduced in the late 19th century, and they've these squirrels caused huge damage to the woodlands by stripping the bark from the trees aged between 10 and 50 years, the younger trees in the forest. Oh, these squirrels are ripping the bark? I've never seen squirrel behavior quite like that. The squirrels around here, they don't tear apart the trees. They chill on the trees. Uh, they eat nuts, they bury them, then they go get them. Uh, they terrorize children, you know rip their eyeballs out of their socket and run up a tree. You know, typical squirrel behavior. <laughs> Kidding. These squirrels in the UK, though, are pretty bad. It is estimated that the UK is home to some 3 million of these invasive rodents. They have displaced the native red squirrel across most of the UK. Oh, there's a turf war between the greys and the reds. It's like the bloods and the crips. Lord Goldsmith, what do you have to say about this turf war between the red and the blue squirrels? Lord Goldsmith says the government supports the plan. We support the plan as well as a longer-term effort to breed infertility into female grey squirrels in order to reduce the numbers. As Lord Goldsmith, I vow to take down this nation of grey squirrels. That's what we'll do. I'll watch me on my steed with my... <laughs> with my sword and shield. I am Lord Goldsmith. I'm off to fight the squirrels. <laughs> oh, charge! For $2 million, you can own a very famous house where a very famous murder took place. For $2 million, you can own the home where Lizzie Borden's family was murdered. This is a story out of Massachusetts. Fall River, Mass. Here you go, with a classic Boston accent from your, your trusty host, Jonesy. The scene of one of the country's most infamous crimes, the Fall River home where Lizzie Borden's father and stepmother were hacked to death with an axe, officially hit the market on Monday. Thank you so much for putting the word market into this article. According to an online listing, the asking price for the three-story clapboard house, which operates as a museum and a popular bed and breakfast, is $2 million. This is an unbelievable opportunity to own and operate one of New England's top tourist attractions. Picture yourself serving fun hatchet cookies, tiny Johnny cakes, and a scrumptious breakfast to overnight guests who have, who have just enjoyed an experience of a lifetime. Um, Suzanne St. John is the realtor that's selling this property. The current owners are retiring, she says, after owning this bed and breakfast for more than 15 years. Yeah, I've, I've heard about this house. I knew that you can go and rent the room and sleep. It's a it's a B and B, right? So you could sleep in the room where Lizzie Borden hacked up her parents. Apparently, that's like, that's like the attraction. And in the morning, yeah, eat an omelet. Like pretty cool, right? What a great what a great experience, especially if you're into the paranormal. I don't know. People like this kind of shit. So I mean, I'd imagine someone's going to buy this house as well. Someone who's a fan of the paranormal. Are you guys familiar with the Lizzie Borden murder? Ah, yeah. Just making sure. There's you know the famous. Rhyme, Lizzie Borden took an axe, gave her father 40 wax. When she saw what she had done, gave her mother 41. Maybe, maybe I'm messing up the numbers wrong, but this, it's, a, it's, it's a number that doesn't end in one followed by a number that does end in one. <laughs> she gave her father 90 wax. When she saw what she had done, she gave her mother 91. Or maybe it's the, it's the father before the mother. It's something like that anyways. You can look it up, Meg. I mean, what, what, am, I, what am I here for? Nursery rhymes? Forget about it. Now, she says the sale of this house is a turnkey opportunity. I don't know what turnkey means. And the potential buyer would become the owners of the home where Borden allegedly murdered her father and her stepmother with an axe. 
the business as well as the bed and breakfast website, intellectual property. You can own that. And the merchandise that sold it, you get the whole thing. You get the whole shebang. You get the merchandise that they sell. So they're probably selling like, I don't know, T-shirts with a bloody axe on them or something. And then you get the website as well, the bed and breakfast website. And you get all the weirdos that want to come and sleep in your place and ask you a million questions. Uh, could you show me? Is there any blood anywhere? Do you guys have? Do you guys get ghosts in here? You ever seen a ghost? Come on, you must have seen a ghost. You never seen a ghost here? Oh my god, I want to sleep. Can I sleep in the room where there was a murder? I want to sleep in the room where there's a murder. Come on, honey, let's sleep in the room where there's a murder. I don't want to sleep in the room where there's been a murder. Oh, don't be such a wuss. Come on, sleep in the room where there's a murder. Now, if you buy this property, the realtor wants you to know. That they're hoping someone will come in and, and keep it as a bed and breakfast and for tours. Okay, it's one of the most visited tourist attractions in New England. Fall River Mass. Like, what else is going on over there? It's well known all over the world, in fact. And on a normal year, you have people that come in from all over. All over the world. It doesn't say how many visitors it usually gets. But you can imagine. It gets a few. Now, for a little history about the murder and the house. The mutilated bodies of Andrew Borden and his wife, Abby were found on the morning of August 4th, 1892 at this home on 2nd Street. The Boston Globe headline for murders read, Their heads smashed with a hatchet. No clue as yet to this most atrocious and brutal crime. Lizzie Borden was eventually charged for the murders of her parents and went to trial, but was actually acquitted. Oh, I didn't know that. Yet regardless of the liberating decision delivered by the jury, the specter of suspicion remained ever-present haunting Lizzie relentlessly for the rest of her days. The boarding case is viewed as one of the most famous unsolved mysteries of all time, according to the Fall River Historical Society's website. Yeah, I thought she, uh, I thought she did it, and I thought she went to jail for it. I didn't, I didn't even know. I see my own, my own area of the country, and I'm not even completely familiar with all the weird shit that goes on over there. I really should get with it. Maybe I'll buy this house. Hey, can we do a Kickstarter? Let's, let's get Jonesy this house. I'll record the weird AF news. Right in the in the room where Lizzie Borden's parents were murdered. Beats it beats recording in a closet, guys. I mean, come on. A town is apologizing for a four hundred year old witchcraft trial. The municipality of Lear in Antwerp is about to issue an official apology for a witchcraft scare in the late sixteenth century, which led to the execution of Belgium's last alleged witch. The eagle-eyed visitor to the town today, best known for its ornamental flower clock, might spot a memorial stone on the main square commemorating the burning at the stake of the last witch of Lear. Is it Lyre or Lear? It happened on the 20th, January of 1590. Her name was Kathleen Vanderbilk, a woman from the small town of Nidgeland. A J followed by an L? What What do I do with that? It's between Lear and her rentals. Am, am I saying any of this correctly? Kathleen had an unfortunate past. Her mother had been burned as a witch before her. Imagine that. You come from a, lo- a line of women that have been burned as witches. It's just not going to work out for you. Rumors of witchcraft followed her from there. Of course, of course. Followed her from Nigelin. Nigelin. <laughs> I can't say it. To Lear, a distance of 10 kilometers that in those days must have seemed like an emigration. On her arrest... November 1589, her advocate had made allusion to the rumors current in the countryside where she lived of witchcraft and her involvement. Witnesses for the prosecution, including neighbors, attempting to buy off accusations against themselves, alleged that she had been unable to remember her Christian prayers and had been involved in the sudden illness of a horse. Goodness gracious, back then. Can you imagine? You just get accused. Your horse dies and you just blame it on the neighbor. 
She's a witch. I saw her petting my horse on Tuesday. Horse is now dead. Two years later, must be her. Kathleen was found guilty after admitting her guilt under torture. That's the other thing with the witches. She's found guilty after she admits her guilt through torture. Yeah, see, she admitted it. Yeah, yeah, because you're pulling her arms and legs off, sir. She was burned at the stake on the main square in January 1590 after first having been granted the grace of being strangled. The grace, being granted the grace of being strangled. What does that even mean? She said, we're going to grant you the grace. Oh, could you please strangle me? <laughs> it reminds me of one of my lovers. Uh, <laughs> what the hell? The grace of being strangled and then burned. Oh, it's, just, it's just primitive, stupid behavior. You know, it's just really, it's, it's just hairless monkey behavior when we're just so superstitious back then. The Dark Ages are the worst, the worst. Uh, in November last year, a group of supporters organized on Facebook uh, obtained from the municipal authorities a promise that the memorial stone to the last witch of Lear would be replaced with a new description. The town will also issue a formal apology for the miscarriage of judgment. I'm sorry, of justice. The miscarriage of justice. Uh, even though it has been so long since anyone was directly hurt by it, formal apologies are certainly still in order. And that's what it'll read on the stone, on the memorial. I can't talk. Let me get it out here. Okay. Oh, what do we think of this? Well, um, it just, it's always funny to me when we come up with these apologies for stuff we did 600 years ago. Um, they seem like empty apologies to me. Instead, instead of just apologizing for stuff that you really don't really mean, like you're not really apologizing... Because an apology is to assuage the feelings of the people that are in front of you when you've done something um, that's displeasing to them, or insulted them or whatever. And, you know, 600 years have gone by, so the apology seems moot at this point. What you should, should do is put a memorial uh, of dumbassery out there. Like, you just put a memorial of dumbassery. What is that, Jonesy? I don't know. I just made it up. But imagine a memorial. It's a stone where you admit that you were a dumbass at a certain point in history. Hey, guys, on this spot 600 years ago... Uh, we were complete dumbasses, and this is what we did. And let's be grateful that we're not dumbasses in this way anymore. Uh, what a shame that we were such dumbasses. And here's the memorial. And, and, and if we ever act like dumbasses again, please point it out to us, because we don't want to make these mistakes again. We were dumbasses. This is the memorial of dumbassery. <laughs> Does that make any sense? Is that the dumbest thing you've ever heard? I don't know. Call the show and tell me. 646-450-2012. Uh, you may not know this about me, but I have a, uh, I have links to witchcraft, in a, in a way, in that um, I lived in Salem, Massachusetts for a few years. Which, uh, in Salem, they actually killed nineteen total witches during that hysteria. I don't know what year that was. I think that was the fifteen hundreds as well. Uh, it's just a, a time where we were stupid, like really dumb. Humans were just dumb, really dumb. Uh, and yeah, so I. I had the joy of living in a town that was like, had so much history and it had such a flavor of spookiness. It just was such a cool place, man. Now, I'm not saying like the witch thing was like, you know, what a shame. Again, moments of dumbassery. Really a shame that that happened, of course. Um, but the town itself is just really neat, man. I really enjoy living in Salem, Nash, uh, Salem, Mass. Just a lot of history. And Halloween was just the greatest in Salem, Mass. Highly recommend it. That town goes, that town goes crazy. Parades. Oh, it's, it's just great. Great place, man. I miss Salem, Mass. Shout out to Salem, Mass. Not giving a shout out to the burning of witches. That was dumbassery. Well, thank you for joining me, my fellow weirdos. I appreciate your ears.
I appreciate your time. Now, I have a nice email that I'd like to read, and it contains something very special, a poem that was written to me by Jessica. Uh, It goes, Jonesy, a comedian in a closet bringing joy to the masses, sending all of us that listen into fits of rapturous laughter, rapturous laughter, talking about the Florida man, Christmas threesomes, and bathroom parties. You always have a tale to tell, even when they're rather naughty. A little caffeine addicted, but as humble as can be. You are a beacon in the dark, a needed break from reality. Know that we thank you from a place inside where happiness blooms and grows because you are the fearless leader of this band of loyal weird of this loyal... Man, I almost got to the very end. I'm sorry. Because you are the fearless leader to this band of loyal weirdos. Thank you, Jonesy, by Jessica Riles. Ah, I hope I said your last name right. Riles? Reels? Reels! I don't know. Man, I can't pronounce shit. I don't know why I'm doing a podcast. I should probably take lessons. I don't know. Can you take a class? How to pronounce shit. 101. Okay. Uh, That was lovely, by the way. A poem. I never thought I'd get a poem. Uh, People have drawn pictures of me and sent them. That's which which has been tremendous. But a poem. Huh. Pretty cool. I also got a customer review, they call it, on the Apple Podcasts for Weird AF News. Uh, five stars from the Sweet Sage Farm. I don't know what the Sweet Sage Farm is, but it sounds amazing. I just love, I love Sweet Sage. I have some sage in my house right there. It says, a great podcast. Informative, interesting, and entertaining. Five stars. Ah, very, very brief and to the point. And I appreciate that so very much. Sweet Sage Farm. Can I get an invite to the Sweet Sage Farm? How about that? I'd love to go there. Uh, take a nap in your sage. Smell it. Smell the sage. Makes you happy. What else? Uh, You guys can uh, join my Patreon. Oh, I just want to say that one more time and not be too annoying. The Patreon. It's patreon.com slash weirdafnews. Check it out. You get extra stuff. If you like like this kind of stuff, you're going to love what's in the Patreon. Uh, Also, you can follow me on the gram, Instagram, at funnyjones. And uh, I gave you the email and the phone number. I'm also on Facebook at Comedian Jonesy, and uh, Weird AF News has a Facebook page as well, so you can do that. Follow me on Twitter also at Funny Jones. Okay, I mean, I'm just talking about myself, so let's stop. Bye-bye. Yay!